and it's a good welcome to episode 30 of the Mock Travel Podcast. It's going to be slightly different this week. And we mentioned last week in the episode 29 that we were going to be maybe trying to add some new formats and trying different things out in 2022. So this episode is just going to be myself, although we are, I'm going to talk through of sessions that we had uh, together, Bruce and Nick, Malt Travel Trio, um, up in Yorkshire at the start of last week. So this also is a blog that I put together as well, and we'll put the blog links into the, uh, the podcast website. Uh, and also on our social media. So again, if you want to read through this um, and, and look at pictures, again, try different formats. So for those who are watching this on YouTube, you'll see quite a few pictures that uh, we took uh, during the day. Um, and then obviously, if you want to maybe listen to the podcast and then have a look at the blog, uh, then we'll put those links in as well. So the plan was that uh, half term, and I was able to go up to Yorkshire. Unfortunately, I had a bit of a split half term in my family. So uh, the wife and uh, Finley, my eldest, uh, youngest son, was their half term didn't coincide with mine. So I had to go up to Yorkshire, have a few days in Yorkshire. So the plan was that we'd meet up with uh, Nick and Bruce uh, on Sunday. So Nick, Nick and I uh, decided that we'd go off to Tadcaster, uh, mainly because uh, the wife and son were heading back over the Pennines. So they could drop us off on the way. Um, and we've mentioned Tadcaster quite a lot, actually, on the podcast. Obviously, a, a big centre for brewing, um, you know, often referred to as the Burton of the North. Uh, it's been quite a while since I was last in Tadcaster. I think the same for Nick as well. Bruce is a bit more of a regular visitor. Um, again, you'll have heard in recent podcasts, you know, fortunately, um, obviously the, the breweries that dominate uh, Tadcaster are the John Smith's Brewery, uh, the Molson Coors Brewery, and, and more importantly for us, probably the Sam Smith's Brewery. Um, and kind of one of the post-pandemic is that a lot of the Sam Smith's mobs currently are still um, not open because uh, for lots of different reasons, the, the people who are running those pubs, uh, the start of the pandemic um, kind of dropped off, have gone on doing other things really. So there are, I know they're training up uh, new new managers um, and, and probably it was, you know, probably more so actually in the, in the hometown of Tadcaster, um, the majority of Sam Smith's pubs are still closed. So anyway, that was the plan to start in Tadcaster, and then we were going to use the Coastliner bus, which we mentioned a few times, a great great service between uh, Leeds by York, Moulton, and the uh, the East Coast, uh, and then meet with Bruce in in York. And we tried to do this on the Sunday, so there were one or two obviously logistical challenges we overcame, but uh, hopefully um, it, was, it was a good day. Um, quite a few new pubs for one or two of us, um, and again, it was quite interesting to have a look around Tadcaster and work it through. So that was kind of the plan, really. It was also the day of the England-Italy rugby match, so we'd hope we'd try to find um, a time to sit down and maybe watch a little bit of that game, at least. And as I said, there were one or two pubs, that, and certainly in New York, that we have talked about, um, or that either one of us or a couple of us hadn't been in. So certainly for me, there were a couple of really good pubs that um, I will definitely be going back to as well. So it was a fairly early drop-off in uh, quite a wet and miserable um, uh, uh, Tadcaster, where unfortunately we uh, uh, just heard today on the news actually flooded again. You, you may know infamously it was uh, uh, it was hit by flooding a few years ago. But we'll mention that uh, as we go through this as well. So 
So the idea was we got free lift, so we, we got dropped off in Tadcaster. Um, I said, with it being Sunday, unfortunately, obviously the pub was open until 12. So we got there about 11. So we had a little bit of uh, time to have a little wander around uh, in what was a fairly steady drizzle. So we decided to have a quick walk up and down the town, see what kind of what was what. Uh, and as I mentioned, it, it was quite depressing that it was obviously quite obvious that a lot of the Sam Smith's pubs, uh, particularly the Bay Horse, the Royal Oak and the Falcon, were all looking very sad, uh, tired and dark. Uh, and perhaps the, the, the biggest disappointment, I guess, is the kind of unofficial um, Sam Smith's Tap, which is the White Horse and Griffin, which is quite a big pub uh, that sits on Tadcaster High Street and kind of fronts the brewery, really. Uh, it's where the Shire horses and things are kept as well. Of course, again, that was very, very close, which, again, is such a massive shame, really, because, uh, you know, obviously that's a very central point of uh, Tadcaster, Tadcaster history. So that uh, was a shame, really. So, again, for those who are able to see the pictures, uh, either on the, uh, the blog or on the YouTube, uh, we got dropped off just to the north end of the town, and then we walked back in, and um, I think the brewery probably dominates Tadcaster, which is now this Heineken John Smith's, uh, which is kind of the, the, a big, a, a very big and prominent brewery. Um, you see the chimney for, uh, you know, from the A64, from the railway, etc. when you're going um, past, past Tadcaster. Uh, and it's a very impressive brewery. Um, They've done obviously there is you know they've modernised it slightly so it's around the back but again that image that you get when you come into Kadka, Kadkasa, especially from the south is a very prominent Victorian very solid looking brewery. Um, so John Smith uh, was showing some forms of life. There was a couple of lorries there dropping off malt. Um, but you, again, I mentioned to Nick, you, unfortunately you don't get that smell of of the malt and the hop which I always remember when you know, when I was younger going to Kadkasa. Uh, maybe that's kind of modern, maybe brewing methods, but uh, you can't pretty much get away from John Smith's in the town. Although, you know, John Smith's now, is, you know, as we mentioned, is, has been through various um, different formats over the last uh, 20 or so years, Bath Charrington, um, and it's now Heineken. Um, the John Smith's kind of logo, uh, the green, the orange writing on the green, pretty much dominate the town, whether you're coming any way into it, really. Um, there was a very discreet welcome to Heineken UK, which again is interesting. They, they, you don't see that again in looking at the picture. There, you don't actually see that until you're quite close up to the John Smith building itself. Um, and there's some interesting features, you know, from the original offices, um, original plaque. Again, are quite interesting to see as well, really. Um, so that's that's uh, that's kind of where we started. A quick quick walk around bits you can walk around. Uh, of course, it's interesting that the actual you know Sam Smiths and John Smiths um, again, like all good Yorkshire breweries. There is a family link there, and perhaps I'll cover that in a minute. But they also kind of sit side by side. In fact, they actually share a little kind of road together. Um, I've got to say, the Soundsmiths um, Brewery um, was very, very quiet. Um, very, you know, everything locked up, all the gates closed, not much going on. Didn't see, even see any smoke from anywhere as well. So it was very, very quiet um, on their side of Centre Lane. So Tadkaska um, is a fairly small town. That's quite a long history. Um, now it's a fairly nondescript town. Um, I can just remember when I was younger, you, know, you had to go through Tadcaster if you're going to York or Leeds. You actually you went through the town centre, um, but the new, you know, when that was dual carriageway back in probably the 70s, 80s, uh, the, the kind of fairly modern A64 now whisk you uh, just one side. Although again, you, you can't kind of go along that road without uh, missing the, the kind of the other side of uh, John Smith's Brewery, um, which is by the river. Um, goes back to Roman times um, when the road obviously up to York or Ibarakum, as it was then, um, obviously York was the capital of the north, the Roman legion, so a very important town. 
the old Romans actually named Tadcasa cal- calcarea, which is the Latin word for lime. And of course, there's an important link there as well, because the area has an abundance of limestone, which um, initially was very uh, famous for the stone um, used in things like Tadcasa Brewery, uh, but also big buildings like York Minster, quite a lot of the, um, the kind of very prominent buildings in, in York are, are, were built using Tadcasa stone. But of course, the other thing about the limestone was it means that the water is quite special as well. So the the local water is very rich in lime sulfate, which filters through limestone, um, and that creates this uh, very good brewing liquor, very good brewing water, quite similar to, again, we we talked about Burton and Trent in some of the earlier podcasts as well. Uh, And by 1341, um, there were already a lot of thriving breweries in Tadcaster. and in fact, Sam Smith still used one of the original wells, 85 foot down, um, to get to get their, their water for the brewing as well. So I say, as I mentioned, a smallish town does have an impressive heritage, though. Tadcaster is first mentioned in the Anglo-Saxon Chronicle, written in the 9th century, where it appears as Tadda, which is referring to a place where King Harold assembled his army and fleet before entering York and heading towards the Battle of Stamford Bridge back in 1066. And obviously they, they defeated the Viking army in the north, but then had to march all the way down south and meet the uh, William the Conqueror and the Normans at Hastings. Obviously, um, hopefully you all remember your history. Uh, unfortunately, they, they lost that one as well. The second part of the name Castra was an Anglo-Saxon, or is an Anglo-Saxon, Roman word for a fort or wall settlement. So Tadcaster was basically the fort of Tadda. Town is also mentioned in the 1086 Doomsday Book as Tatecaster and was later the site of a major civil war um, uh, during the, uh, in the War of the Roses, um, and then later also the civil war between the, the uh, royalists and the, and the parliamentarians. Um, and it's also suggested that a building in Kirkgate, which is just off the main high street, now, now called the Ark, because there are two figures that are carved into kind of the wood uh, trim on the roof, there's also a building where the Pilgrim Fathers met before they set off to find, well, not find it's one wrong word probably to uh, to set up the United States of America. Um, quite quite a few of the Pilgrim Fathers came from kind of this this area of Yorkshire and Hull, um, and, and apparently met there as well. Um, it's now called Morley Hall, and I, I think Tadcaster Council now have had it for a while as using it for their council office as well. So in 2022, Tadcaster does still have three breweries operating. Um, Hence, and that's often why it gets a tight, like kind of Burton of the North. Um, the Tower Brewery is a little bit out of town, um, and that now is owned by Molson Coors. Um, Tower Brewery, again, we've mentioned before because that actually it started off in York um, and then moved to Tadcaster uh, in the 1800s. Uh, I did try and find out what is brewed at Mol- Molson Coors uh, in Tadcaster, but again, it's quite hard to find much information really. Um, and I guess it's a kind of uh, kind of a needs operation at Tadcast now, but whatever they need in their vast range, um, that's probably what they brew um, to make sure that they can, you know, they get all those those, those uh, various different lagers, et cetera, et cetera, out. I'm, I'm guessing they might brew some Doombow there. Um, I know they, they do claim that it's all brewed at Sharp through Down Rock, but again, having been to that brewery, it's still quite a small brewery. Um, I'm not quite sure they could get all that Doombow. I mean, you know, every other pub in the UK has got them on a hand pump. So anyway, um, it's again, it's a fairly modern complex now. You, and you don't really see it actually in Tadcaster Town. Um, there is a tower of sorts still, and apparently there is still some remnants from the original uh, Victorian brewery. But I say it's a fairly, fairly modern, uh, modern setup now as well. 
Um, yeah, interesting. I did a bit of research about this, and they found out that locally, actually, they called this brewery the Snobs Brewery um, because of the aloofness of the original owners. Apparently, when the, the original brewer um, sold out, um, Thumbs & Co., who moved from York, um, it was bought by a trio of fairly rich dandies businessmen who were more interested, really, in uh, horse racing um, and obviously spending their uh, their, wealth, their their money. So apparently, very rarely um, visited Tadcaster uh, and just and just really saw it as an investment. So I say it was known locally. I'd say a snobs brewery. Apparently, all three were also Aldertonians, which can explain that as well a little bit as well. So as I mentioned, it's John Smith's brewery that does dominate the town. A very impressive uh, building. Um, and obviously it was John Smith who was the original brewer in Tadcaster. Uh, but as I mentioned, like all good Yorkshire brewing families, there's a story of family fallouts of one-upmanship. Um, the original John and Sam, Sam Smith, were actually brothers. Um, but the real villain seems to be the third brother, William. On um, John, I think um, John was the eldest. And um, in his will, he said that when he died, he would like the brewery to kind of go to both brothers and for them to carry on. Uh, brewing, uh, but William had other ideas. So he actually uh, moved from the original brewery, the old brewery, which is now Sam Smith's, uh, moved next door where another brewery had set up uh, and took all the brewing kit with them. So Sam did inherit the John Smith's brewery, but it was an empty brewery with no brewing kit in it. Um, and, and and therefore that's where the split came, a little bit like the, the later story of, you know, Peakstons uh, and Black Sheep. Um, the, same, the same thing happened this side of Yorkshire as well. Um, again, the irony perhaps is that obviously Sam Smith, which are, you know, they remain the, um, the, the only independent brewery uh, in, in Tadcaster. And of course, John Smith, as we mentioned, have been through a variety of uh, mega buyouts from Courage uh, in 1970, Scottish Newcastle in 1995, um, and Heineken in 2008. Um, and therefore, the, kind of the name of John Smith is slightly uh, declined, particularly in, uh, I guess, if you're outside of Yorkshire. Um, in fact, you know, we were all do talking about it. It's really, you, you don't often see John Smith smooth anymore. It's very hard to find. Um, and I think I'm guessing that Amstel and, and Cronenberg 664, which are the kind of the uh, Heineken UK, one of their biggest, their biggest brands, um, is probably what's been brewed there. It is a big brewery. It's got a 30 million litre, litre capacity. So that means that it still is one of the UK's biggest breweries as well. So as I mentioned, the water was quite important for all brewing in Tadcaster. But it was also this the the kind of the kind of beer that they were like to brew as well. So what's referred to as bright water, um, which is this um, quite bitter, uh, I guess, but quite refreshing with those sulfates in it. Um, and that, as Tadcaster was developing, that type of lager, the pale ale, of course, which we've, we've mentioned before, began to take over in popularity from the stouts and the porters, which had traditionally been the you know the most the common common man's drink. And probably early in the 17th century. Uh, it also ties in, of course, with the massive industrialization of uh, nearby West Yorkshire, um, Leeds, Huddersfield, you know, that, that whole area there. Again, we, we, we talked about it in a couple of our previous podgates, podcasts. So there was this very large, ready, thirsty population, um, pretty much on the doors of Tadcaster. Uh, you're on, a, you're on a, a, a navigable river. So, you know, a lot of things were in Tadcaster's favor, really. But Taddy beer, pale, bright, bitter, refreshing with a lowish ABV, uh, very much became the uh, the kind of drink of choice. If you were hot, sweaty cotton, woolen miller, owner, still foundry or, or coal mine, those pale, pale beers like in Burton uh, became became it as well. 
really interesting that a lot of craft beers in America, a lot of craft beer breweries in America, still talk about Sam Smith actually being one of their main kind of inspirations and the, the range of beers that they grow as well. So, as I mentioned, um, John Smith's is the dominates the skyline. And you probably have to look a little bit hard in Tadcaster to actually to see uh, Sam's. It's, it's kind of tucked away a little bit off the high street, a little bit down around the back. As always, there's, there's no, there's hardly any signage which tells you that. But when me and Nick were there, uh, we literally had to stare through a couple of windows to decide if this was part of the Samsbury because they do share one street together. Um, and again, we did see a couple of the Sam Smith's posters in, in the building. So we presume that was. Um, the black chimney kind of is the clue. Um, again, it's a Victorian tower type brewery. Um, but I say it's all quite, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you, you could get to see a lot. I think probably what that does is it probably just creates more of those kind of Willy Wonka type myths about Sam Smith's. Obviously, if you could get in the brewery, and they, 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 again, I think they stopped doing tours now, uh, you probably would see the famous Yorkshire Squares, um, squares of Yorkshire Stone and Slate, where they kind of open ferment a lot of their beers. And apparently they're also still using the yeast strain that they first began brewing with uh, back in the 1880s as well. So again, you know, a very traditional brewery. Um, there was another brewery in Tadcaster, um, and that was called Brains Brewery. Um, and that stood kind of more kind of towards where Sainsbury's is now, um, or, or by the side of the river there as well. Um, uh, and that was, a, again, a Victorian brewery, and that later merged with Warfield Brewing. Um, and they, on, on doing that, they moved the brewing up to Warfield, which is a little bit further up, uh, up, up, up north in Yorkshire. Uh, Tadcaster also the news more recently, as mentioned, with flooding in 2015, which was so severe that unfortunately the main road bridge that connects the east and the west side of the town uh, was swept away. Um, and this was quite a big thing. Um, the Sainsbury's and one supermarket is on one side of the river. Things like the doctors and the, the grammar school, the high school are on the other side of the river. Um, there was proposals from the council to put a temporary road bridge together. But uh, you've guessed it, one person objected, and that's because he owed quite a lot of the land around there, and that was Humphrey Smith, who is the owner of Sam Smith. So he objected. So fortunately, all they could do was put in a, a very small uh, pedestrian bridge. People could walk from one side of the river to the other, uh, but it was a 13-mile detour to drive around to the next point where you get over the river, which is a, you know, a, fair, a fair way, really. Um, and actually, the, the bridge wasn't finally repaired until um, 2017. So it took over a year, sorry, two years, um, to, be, to get that bridge fully reopened again now. If you go across now, you can still see um, some of the uh, uh, the new bits of kind of stone in the middle there as well. Uh, it appears that, again, that's nothing new. I don't know if I've seen a, a couple of photos. St. Mary's Church, which kind of dominates Tadcaster, um, on the other side of the breweries, uh, that actually apparently in, in, um, uh, in 1857 was taken down stone by stone and rebuilt further back in the river because of the concern about floods as well. And as I mentioned, unfortunately, just looking on the news tonight, we promised on the 20, 21st of Feb, uh, again, unfortunately, on the, on the national news, Tadcaster again is flooded with the river that's come up. In fact, we, we've driven past there down the way back in the auction. It was, yeah, pretty, pretty uh, huge flooding. Um, one legacy of that is that there is a pub now in Tadcaster called the Broken Bridge. Um, it was formerly Leeds Arms, a little bit it's to the, uh, the west of York side of the bridge. Um, it does say that it's got a range of cast beers, um, although there are quite a lot of large Sky Sports banners outside, which sometimes put me off slightly. Um, and maybe the Amstel and the Cronenberger are more to liking. Um, however, you know, maybe you should you know, have a visit, maybe have a look. And it's quite handy because I can tell you, Coastliner um, 
does does pop outside as well. Um, this is quite a nice town, Tadcaster, and it did say um, the Guardian in 2015 in one of its kind of regular "Why Move Here" features. Have a read out. Tadcaster is a small market town, not making much buzz. If you head there, you won't need to look for it so much as sniff it out, since Tad has been dominated by brewing for around 800 years thanks to limestone water. As a result, the town may smell a little fruity, but it's actually quite pleasant. The Sam Smith's Brewery still employs a cooper, a signwright, and an ostler. Its shire horses make local deliveries five days a week. If this sort of thing was happening anywhere near London, they'd be spaffing on about it in their artisan values and chunky the tight place and hiking up their prices. As it is, friendly people of Tad, doing what they've always done, just get on with it. So that's quite a nice little um, summary, I think, of a fairly down-to-earth town, which uh, in normal towns has, has a range of very good pubs. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, what you can see in front of this is the old brewery. Uh, this is kind of the, the high street base of the um, uh, of, of the brewery itself. And to the left there is the uh, the Angel and White Horse, which again is there kind of tap really as well. So again, there's some quite fine architecture as well. So as I mentioned, back to our, our visit then. So we kind of sorted across to Sainsbury's, had a look at what the, the offer was in Sainsbury's. Um, again, not surprising, maybe there was no Tadcaster beers at all. Uh, there were a few Yorkshire beers available. Uh, mainly black sheep and saltaire, but these were heavily outnumbered by uh, a range of Kent beers and beers from the southwest. Um, so it was um, hmm, typical, really. Uh, we took a bit more time. We had it. We nipped in Costa, which is housed in the uh, um, the NatWest, our former NatWest Bank. Uh, it's quite nice because actually that's the I put, took that picture out of Costa window because Costa is directly opposite the old brewery as well, uh, which was fine. So we did a little bit of um, of work uh, up front. Uh, and I, I picked out that the Howden Arms um, was one of the soundsmiths that was still open. Uh, and this is a very chronic, very small, traditional uh, one-room pub. Um, it is actually directly opposite the John Smith's Brewery. Um, I've got those pictures that we showed you earlier on. Again, for those on YouTube, this is this is directly the gate to the, the, the you know the very big John Smith's Brewery. So anyway, checking the time, we meant we, we found out that it was open at uh, twelve o'clock. So we arrived there about 12 or 3, and very gladly, the door was open, and in we and, and in we went. So there was already one chap in there already, took it into his tiny lager, and a welcoming barman. Although, a bit disappointing, there was a fairly limited choice. There was basically an uh, old brewery bitter, uh, tiny lager, or double four lager, and that was it. Uh, I asked if he'd got any bottles. Um, I was particularly after a bottle of India Ale, which I've been looking at, which one, one thing one, that rains at South Smith do. Uh, we're not the bloody angels, you know, was the barman's response. Um, I'll tell you, well, the no, nobody's either, really. Uh, but then he did, show, he did show us, and he said, look, I've all, all I've got in the fridge at the moment is, is orange juice and lemonade. Um, we're just not getting any, anything from the brewery. So there we go. Anyway, Nick went for a, a old brewery bitter on cask. Um, and I'm, I'm not quite, you know, I've got off a little bit an old brewery bitter. I think you've got to drink it quite regularly to get the taste. It's a bit chalky. Um, so I opted instead either double four lager, which is, um, Sam's, uh, it was keg, but it was double fermented lager, which again is, is very nice. So the Howden Arms is um, from around about 1891. And the Watt pub description is that it's a traditional pub with a comfortable interior around a central bar with a blazing fire in the winter. Fortunately, the fire wasn't lit when we were in there. Dogs are allowed inside the room off the right as you went to the pub. Pits of Tadcaster um, uh, of old adorn the walls around the pub. However, we did notice that when we walked in the pub, there was quite a stern message now as you go in straight away the notice board, saying that dogs were no longer welcome in the pub, um, only in the beer garden, as were children, um, only allowed in the beer garden, and, and in both cases, they had to be in full control of their guardians, 
Um, we've heard that I think the No Dogs rule is a fairly recent uh, direct from, again, from Humphrey uh, in terms of his pubs as well. We did immediately stick to the new mobile phones, etc. In fact, that's on their beer maps now in Sam Smith's pub. Um, and we did quite like the pickies that were kind of looking around. So, unfortunately, you didn't take any pictures inside there. So, we decided that what we do is, as it was a very damp Sunday morning, we'd just have one more beer in Tadcaster, uh, and then we'd jump on the bus and, and maybe get to York a little bit earlier than we said, really. Uh, so, we, 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 again, made the decision we want to go move on to the Cojan Horses, which is, again, on the York side of the river. So, took our glasses back. There was a few more guys then in the... Uh, in the bar by then, kind of half 12 on a Sunday. Um, again, mainly took it into their taddy lagers. Um, so definitely worth a visit if you want a traditional kind of one-room little, little boozer uh, worth going in there as well. So the Coach and Horses, which was a formerly a John Smith's pub, uh, it's now uh, very proudly says it's a free house. Um, although, again, it seemed to be that uh, uh, Tadcast, uh, sorry, Thiexon's beers were, as you can see there from the signage on YouTube uh, and, the, and the board outside, and there were Thiexon's certainly beers in there as well. Um, this is quite handy for us because it's right next to um, Tadcaster's little bus station. So again, you can have a beer in there and you can wait for the buses, which go about, I think, five to the hour on Sunday and I think five, two and 25 past. Quite a regular service actually to and from Leeds, uh, York, etc. as well. Um, and I so said, we mentioned that the uh, the Broken Bridge up further up the road, actually, there were also Thiexons as well. So interesting that Nick, Nick thought that maybe Thiexons had kind of particularly trying to get an angle into town where obviously the, the Smiths dominate. So that was interesting as well. So quite a large pub, the Coaching Horses. It's pretty much bang in the centre of Tadcaster. Uh, uh, it was looked like it was gearing up for Sunday afternoon, uh, sort of Sunday lunches, sorry. Um, lots of different areas, um, different kind of rooms. Quite comfy, quite comfy uh, furniture. We actually end up sitting in the room to the left of that door that Nick's entering there. Um, and again, interesting, when we got in there, we mentioned there was Thiexons on. Uh, but actually, we both went for a cask offer of Nailmaker Brewing Company and their mosaic. Uh, we couldn't place the brew initially, but a little bit of logging into Untapped, and we found out that actually it's a micro brewery in Barnsley. Um, so again, it was the first check-in for me for that brewery, uh, and it was nice, a nice pint. Um, I said we watched that, like the glasses grafted in Yorkshire, um, and we sat in there and just drank that, those one beers, and then we jumped on the coastliner uh, to head towards York. As I mentioned, the coastline heads then up through the kind of rest of Taddy High Street and gets on the A64, and, and doing so, it, it passes the, uh, I said, the Broken Bridge, uh, the Leeds Arms, as it was, as you go as you go through there as well. So we sort of stay on the bus until we take you all the way through to York uh, Railway Station. So it was still a fairly miserable day when we got off the bus there. Uh, again, it was, again, um, discouraging to see that uh, there were lots of coaches outside York Station, but a bus, what they call um, coach replacements. Obviously, a lot of the trains were obviously being cancelled or there was uh, roadworks going on. So we, we'd say we'd meet Bruce in about an hour's time, so we're a little bit early. So after a bit of persuasion, um, I managed to get Nick to get it, get it going to the uh, York Tap, which we've mentioned again on a couple of podcasts. Um, this is one of those uh, Pivney Taps that sits literally on the, on the station itself, on the, by, the, by the side of the uh, platforms. Um, it is quite a large space, lots and lots of beers. It is, as it says, a bit of a waiting room. So, um, you know, it, I know what Nick says, it has got a bit of that kind of coming and going feel, but it, I think he was pleasantly surprised. Um, the beer was on quite good form. There's a good choice. Uh, we did, we kind of sat the York side rather than the station side, um, which is slightly more comfortable. Um, there was a fire in. There was a kind of a good, good smacking of people, really. 
yes, some people were coming and going, but obviously some people were coming for a drink as well. Um, one side, it was mainly Timothy Taylor's beers. And again, for those of you watching, that's, that's the picture you've got there behind Nick. I think the whole range nearly of Timothy, Timothy, Timothy Taylor's beers. We got from the other side, so I ended up having actually a pint of Marble Mansion of Bitter, which was very, very good. Um, uh, and we both, actually, yeah, we both quite enjoyed it in there as well, really. So anyway, we managed to sit down, and then we worked out what we were going to do next. So again, we suggested we'd probably meet Bruce at the Akon at, uh, in about uh, half an hour's time. And then we also both arranged that we'd get picked up to go back to Malton uh, from the Maltons about six o'clock as well. So I said, we quite enjoyed that. So a quick zip across York. Um, again, fairly steady. Again, I said, unfortunately, the weather wasn't great. Um, and a quick quick zip up Micklegate. Um, quick detour to the Oxfam Bookshop. Where Nick got a couple of uh, uh, walking books about his next next plan to go up the Lake District. Um, Oxfam is across from the uh, what's now called the Artful Dodger, but used to be one of our haunts. Um, Walker's Bar, which is again named after Mrs. Walker, who ran the pub um, and the nightclub next door, actually, as well. Um, and that was one of the first, that was one of the first pubs that got Beeson's beers uh, in New York as well. But anyway, unfortunately, it's changed slightly now. Um, and so we had, we headed towards the, up the cobbles, um, towards the Akar, which can, again, if you've listened to a couple of podcasts, you know, it's quite a regular haunt for us all really in there. Again, they were just doing their, uh, their Sunday lunches. So it was pretty busy. Uh, we were quite lucky actually to get the last table. Uh, you have to pre-book those Sunday lunches. So they look very nice, but unfortunately we, we couldn't order one because we hadn't pre-booked. So anyway. We settled down for some pints. Hopefully, we were going to get some Yankee Rooster in there because, uh, again, that's always a place where they tend to have it on. But, of course, they didn't. They didn't today. So we ended up having an Insty Ales, which, again, is a local brewery. Uh, and then Bruce got joined us there. So we had a quick catch-up. Um, again, for those who are watching YouTube, I'm not quite sure what Nick's going on about there. But Bruce is very nonplussed. Uh, probably because there was a telly behind me that had football on. So maybe that's what it was. Uh, interestingly, in the Akon, they've got some very interesting... Uh, add additional features to the uh, talking of football uh, to the menu rhinos which have little holes in them um, and you have to aim and you have to aim at the ball which definitely keeps your aim nice and straight as well <clears throat> so from the Akon we said we'll probably again we'll do kind of that circuit that we did I think back into episode 7 which is kind of the south of the river um, and so we ne- we next head off to the golden ball which isn't probably about what 10 minutes walk from the uh, from the Akon so we mentioned this a couple of times again. It's a really great pub. Um, dates back to the 18th century. Again, it, it's got John Smith's all over it. It's John Smith's house initially, um, but now it's it, it, it well not claims it was York's first community cooperative run at Boozer. So again, a bit of a kind of save the pub uh, community took it over. Um, and again, uh, multi-roomed, a great place day or night to be in. Really, it was pretty steady for a Sunday afternoon. Uh, we went in the back room. The fire was on. The rugby was on. Um, so it was fantastic as well. But again, it was interesting. There was a there was a real kind of mixed clientele, really. Uh, one or two guys, obviously on their own, going through the Sunday papers in some of the kind of quieter rooms. A uh, group of Americans, tourists outside in the, in the kind of covered beer garden. Then ourselves in there as well. Uh, again, good range of beers as always. So um, it was an lovely promise for me. Uh, and again, really impressed by the uh, the glasses powered by beer, which was good. The only downside was that they um, they didn't. They'd run out of pork pies and scotch eggs, which is one of their specialities. So we, we were, we were, we were foodless in this pub, but uh, we really enjoyed some good beer. Um, pleasant half an hour in there, really. Uh, England were already twenty-one nil up in rugby, so we decided that we'd move on. So moving on, another quick ten-minute so hike, um, and up to one of our favourites, 
which is to the Swan at the start of what is supposedly the finest independent uh, street in England, uh, Bishop Thorpe Road or Bishop Road for those who live in York. Uh, again, this is a pub that's featured in quite a number of our episodes. About three o'clock now, so it's a little bit quieter when we arrived. Uh, again, we got in the nice rear bar, uh, got in the far corner, um, and I had a very nice pint of goose-sized spring Welsh bale. Uh, and Bruce was very happy there, as you see on his phone, uh, because Avila uh, had just had their equalising goal against Newcastle uh, disallowed. So, uh, so Bruce was quite happy as well. So again, another nice pint in there. Um, again, it was fairly quiet for a Sunday afternoon. So we then said we thought we'd, we'd kind of head back into town then. So we, we were getting picked up at six o'clock. Um, and good for me, because we had a couple of new ticks, really. Uh, we had wondered about going out to the Wellington, which is a Sam Smith's pub in Fulford. Uh, but it's a bit of a hike out. Uh, and again, the idea of maybe having some limited beer choice, which we've kind of seen in Tadcaster, uh, put us off slightly as well. So instead, we said we'd go to the Seahorse. Uh, and the Seahorse, again, is a really interesting pub. It, it's a bit maroon now on kind of a, an island on the inner ring road. Um, it kind of got roads going either side of it. It's quite close to the Barbican of York, if, if people know York. I know Barbican is not the snook of snooker fame. Um, obviously a very old pub. It's, it looks like it was, well, probably was a coaching inn. It still has actually got rooms upstairs as well. Of course, there's no TVs because it's Sam Smith's pub. Um, and there was quite a nice archway where obviously the carriage, carriages and the horses uh, went as well. Um, and you'll notice that Bruce always kind of rams on about pubs and this pub has four uh, open fires. Jim Bruce is always uh, uh, not very reluctant to tell everybody. Uh, and, and I will, will say that on the Sunday at about 3.30, there were indeed four fires blazing away. Uh, including the very nice Yorkshire range in the rear. Actually, we ended up in the uh, parlour, which is on the left there. which has been quite a nice room. Had that to ourselves again, which is nice. And that had a lovely fire uh, burning as well. Uh, again, not much choice. They had no bottles either. Just had organic lager. So actually, I stumped for a pint of light mild in here, which again was very nice and very cheap. Um, again, there was a big notice <laughs> reminding us of the Sam Smith pub uh, about forbidding swearing. Uh, but it was quite nice, actually, just to kind of, Keep your phone in your pocket and I'll just have a chat about things in general. Um, and again, you might see some of those other photos. We do look at we're just uh, teenagers all kind of rambling our phones, really. Um, and then um, two more pubs to go. Um, so the next pub, again, was a brand new one for me. It's literally just across the road from the Seahorse. So uh, quite a nice uh, uh, quick walk. Um, and that was the Phoenix. So again, for those of you on, on, uh, watching on the slides, so I'm on a slide behind here. Just, there's some outside shots there of the seahorse. It's very impressive um, decor outside. It, it's much more of a kind of a Victorian take on the seahorse and perhaps Disney's. Uh, but again, yeah, interesting. And again, as I mentioned there, for those of you uh, watching on YouTube, you can see that carriageway there where potentially the you know, horses and carriage would have gone through. Uh, again, obviously York was on the main road between uh, the Great North Road, between uh, London and, and Edinburgh as well. Um, I think it, I was somewhere it took some like, uh, 40 hours, I think, to London and 45 hours Edinburgh. So it's pretty much halfway. Um, so obviously a big stopping off point for, for that as well. So again, Bruce has talked quite a lot about the Phoenix. Phoenix is just inside the walls, um, obviously the famous uh, walls of York. Um, this pub has a couple of very unwalk names in the past and some very unwalk pub signs. So I won't mention them here, but um, if you, if perhaps if you want to Google it. Um, the current name was given it, I think, in the early 1900s. Um, and it relies to the Phoenix Iron Foundry, which was fairly close. Uh, the Phoenix is a little bit of a York institution, really, uh, and it was pretty buzzing on a, on a uh, Sunday afternoon. Uh, every room, pretty much every table was full. 
Um, and again, nice kind of, you know, murmur, uh, chatter going on. Lots of people's enjoying some really, really good beers. We were really looking that we got, we got a, uh, in that, in that main window that again, if you're looking, there's Nick and Bruce going in. Uh, we got, a t- we got a table right by the fire in there, which is fantastic. And again, doubly good news. They also had pot pies left as well. So it was a point, a turning point analog odyssey for me. Um, and again, there's a very nice picture of Bruce, uh, tucking into one of those very nice pies, uh, pies, pot pies, uh, by a very nice roaring fire with some very nice, uh, beers as well. So, uh, yeah, really, really good. The Phoenix would definitely recommend it. Um, not too far up the city center. Uh, it's just past Brew York. So if you were heading out to us or you want to call in at Brew York, then another five minutes would get you to the Phoenix as well. Uh, and I said it's quite atmospheric, right? Right. Literally on the, the foot of the walls that are kind of slightly just outside the pub as well. And you go through the gate. So very, very nice. Um, and then to round off the day, we decided that we'd head back and I said we were going to get picked up anyway. Um, so we ended up back at, uh, Sean's Maltings. Uh, again, we were probably in that in-between time. It was quite quiet, actually, the maltings were uh, Sunday. We're in kind of, what, half past five. So I guess we're in that time of afternoon section of people not yet coming out. Um, again, another Yorkshire beer for me, which was a Kirkshall Jasper. So I think that was my eight-pint Yorkshire beer journey on the day. Um, and a Lancastrian thrown in as well, just a good one. Uh, my Manchester, uh, my marble bitter uh, that I had at the tap. So all in all, uh, a really good day. Um, really enjoyed having a look around Tadcast. A bit perhaps disappointed in the in the uh, in, in the pubs. Um, if you're going to go, I'd definitely go on a nice day because it's a nice walk down by the uh, down by the river there. Hopefully, some more of those pubs will open, and particularly the uh, the Angel and White Horse because that is a cracking pub to go into. And as I said the added added bonus is that if it is open, um, if you walk down there, you are often the you, you can get to go and see the Shire horses that, uh, that we, as we mentioned, Sam Smith do do out really. So another great day, a little bit spoiled by the weather, which has become a little bit theme really on our kind of three-way catch-ups. Um, but but a day of great beer uh, and some really great pubs. Uh, both, uh, well, no, the ones in, in Tax were great, but the ones in York were, were pretty special. So as you know, we have a bit of a soft spot that. So definitely a good pubbery, and that's what kind of February is, has been this year um, to get to do as well. So hopefully we'll catch up with the lads, uh, Bruce and Nick, next time we do a, a podcast together. Um, Get, maybe get some of their feedback as well and, and have a think through it and talk a little bit about that and do some more planning. Uh, I think both Bruce and Nick may do, again, I think the point is they, they'll do their own kind of monologue like I've done today and we'll see how that goes. As I say, we're just kind of trying to find ideas really about um, keeping it fresh and obviously keeping people like yourselves entertained. So hopefully that's been a little ramble through that. As I said, I've also written this, this up as a blog. So if you want to have a read through that, again, we'll put the links in. Um, and as always, if you've listened to the podcast, then again, it's also available on YouTube and, and vice versa as well. Uh, the YouTube version has got some nice pickies on it as well. The plan next time we kind of get together, which hopefully will be uh, probably this next week, so the final week of February, is that obviously me and Nick need to catch up uh, at New Year. We spent up in Northumberland, uh, in particular in the town of Amble, which is a wonderful little town, little coastal town. And um, in fact, since we've been there, it's been on almost a bloody cooking program. Um, hairy bikers up there last week. Um, so some really interesting pubs to talk about and a very a very special brewery that we're spending quite a bit of time as well. So that'll be the feature of our next podcast, which will be episode 31, a beery ramble around Amble uh, in Northumberland. So till then, uh, keep safe, uh, enjoy your beers, and we'll catch up with you very, very soon.